When it comes to the second half of your life, you deserve the opportunity to thrive. That's why Doug Bentle founded Second Half Capital. Before I hit record on this podcast, you and I were talking about what a crazy last year it's been, which is the most cliche conversation to have. But it's real. The way we work, the way we shop, so many things have changed that I imagine a lot of people that are baby boomers are thinking, I want to retire within the next year because this last year was so much. Right. How can I make that happen? So what would you say to somebody listening today who wants to retire within the next year or so? I've had several clients over the last four or five months who have said, I'm ready. I (laughs) I want to retire. And this week, actually, I met with a gentleman who said that exact same thing. Did he have a reason? He's just ready. He's actually in a fairly physically intensive job, Mm -hmm. and it's wearing on him. He's Uh, over it. (laughs) And he and his wife are, I would say, fantastic savers. It's a privilege, really. I get to sit down with all kinds of people, and I get to see you know how much they've saved and how they spend. And these folks just have done a fantastic job of saving predominantly into their 401k. Okay. And so the discussion that we had was, do you know what options you have available to you in your 401k? And we talked through the option or the flexibility that some plans give you of an in-service distribution and what that looked like and, and what that would mean for him. We went about analyzing his portfolio and what he had. And when we got back together this week, I asked him, I said, do you know how much money right now you have allocated to stocks? And he kind of grinned and said, well, probably most of it, 99%. And he was close. It was like 95%. How old is this couple? He's in his early 60s. Okay. But she's a fair bit younger. And so the question that I had was, well, how much of that are you comfortable, given the volatility that we're seeing, just even in the last couple of weeks, how much of that are you comfortable watching evaporate? He was like, well, none. And I told him, I said, well, if you're planning on retiring, then your job one should be, I'm not going to have any more big losses. And he and I talked. He remembered back in 2008 and how it went down. And he said, but, you know, I was pretty young then. And so I just thought, well, I'm not going to do anything. I just let it ride. And for him back then, that was a great strategy. But he doesn't have five years based on what he wants to try and accomplish now. And you said he's in his early 60s and it's a labor-intensive job. What kind of work does he do? He works on various types of equipment. My neighbor is one of those. That is some hard labor if you're working on huge pieces of equipment. My neighbor is 40 years old and sometimes says he feels like he's 60-something years old, so I can't imagine how this guy feels. He's worked so hard, and what is really impressive is the nest egg that he and his wife have put together, what it's grown to. It's it's over seven figures. Whoa. And That's a blue-collar millionaire is what I'm going to call this guy. It, it is, and, and for those of you who are listening, I think Part of the key to that is just consistently saving, but also not spending. I'm actually really blown away at what they've been able to accomplish on the incomes that they've had over the years. Were they really conscientious about the saving or like most baby boomers, it was ingrained in them from their parents who went through the depression that you just live a frugal life and you put away and you don't think about it. You know what? I'm still learning more and more about this particular couple. My gut is that it was probably a lot of those different things, sort of a a learned frugality 
and just making sure that you're living within your means and making sure that saving is a part of just the natural course of life, that you make money and you save part of it. And it's been really impressive. I imagine most of the savings, you know, being a mechanic, he was probably loyal to a company or a couple of companies over the years. And so he's got 401ks and things like that. But he has so much at risk. And he kind of knew it based on what you said. But he is concerned about the future since he wants to retire within the next year. And I think for a lot of people, it's easy to continue to do what's worked. And so there's this inertia that people have. And if they've always just put money into their 401k plan and they've got a couple of funds and, well, gosh, those funds have done well. But when you get ready to retire, when you're close, you've got to look at, well, what if there was another 30 percent drop? You know, five to 10, maybe even 15 percent. That happens in the market multiple times a year. But the those big ones are retirement altering mm. events. So you've got to have a portfolio that's structured in such a way that it weathers those things in such a way that you're not going to impact your retirement lifestyle that you've now worked 40 plus years to achieve. What I told him is you've won. You've won the game. So why give any of that back to the tune of 40 or 50 percent like we saw in 2008 or like we saw in the dot-com bubble burst? And It's helping people see that the finish line is right there, and there's no reason in the world to leave yourself exposed to the fear that now is just part of our day-to-day life with the media, with social media. The market is going to be volatile simply because of the news cycle, and things are happening, and so the market is just more volatile than it's ever been. Because information is so in our face. Exactly. But whether you're on the right or the left, the media is selling fear. People react to that, and it causes the market to go up and down. And you just don't want to be caught off guard timing-wise. I had another client who had retired and left his 401k, and it was six years that that 401k sat there. And it was a significant amount. It was almost a million bucks. He just forgot about it or didn't think he needed to do anything with it? He just didn't feel like he needed to do anything with it. Just leave a million dollars just sitting there. It's fine. you know, he had a a great former employer, but you're an ex-employee. Your former employer, yes, there's rules that they have to abide by for 401ks, but you're not top of mind. Of course not. When he got ready to move, it was during a downward trend. This was a couple of years ago. And he couldn't actually make the moves as quickly as he would have wanted to. As a matter of fact, he had to – not only did he have to sign special paperwork that the company would only mail to him, Uh his wife had to sign it and it had to be notarized. So they had to schedule a trip to the bank to get that to happen. And then once they were done with that, they had to send it to his union. He wasn't even working anymore, but the union had to bless the fact that he wanted to roll his own money out of a 401k that he had left six years ago into an IRA so that he could have some control over it and not just be exposed to, you know, whatever the market was going to do. And so, you know, you want to be able to put yourself in a position where you can behave more nimbly than just having it in your 401k plan. And again, I really feel for and I, and for a year that's all I focused on was helping companies with 401k plans whether it's HR managers mm-hmm. or whoever they are they have so much on their plates 
they're just wanting to make sure, okay, we got a plan and you got access to it and you can contribute and we got some target date funds you can choose from. And that's about it. I mean, there's... And that's wonderful. But when you make a change in your life or a change in where you work, probably need to change what's happening with your money. You do. And the good news is that you can start planning that process before you actually get to the door, so to speak, where you're saying so long. I mean, in this particular instance that I was talking about before, you know, this gentleman is probably going to retire in a year. You're talking about the blue-collar millionaire. And because of the way his 401k plan is structured... He's got the in-service rollover, in-service distribution to be able to leverage so that he can begin to have a portfolio that really is appropriate for where he's at in life. I love this guy. Please let him know that my new name for him is Blue Collar Millionaire. Living a life of where you're not worried about having the latest, newest iPhone and the newest, shiniest truck available. You're just a hardworking family doing what you need to do and making sure you save for a rainy day. I can only imagine the concern he has about, okay, if I retire in a year, they're not paying me to work on the big machines. So how am I going to work for myself, basically, pay myself out of retirement. Yeah, that was a big part of what we talked about the other day. He has money in multiple, think of it as pockets. And depending upon where he's at, he's got a Roth and he's got the 401k and he's got a portfolio that he manages and he's going to continue. He actually really enjoys doing some in the investing. And that's like a lot of our clients that we work with. They want some play money, if you will. Right. And so we manage a part of it and they manage a part of it. But the important thing is we're communicating and we know what each other is doing. But I was able to show him how, you know, we're going to take money out of this pocket, if you will, (laughs) after you retire and let some of these other funds continue to grow in a more guaranteed, predictable way. We talked about when we would use his Roth and and talked about the various tax reasons why we were going to do what we were going to do. And so that's part of that, okay, I'm about to retire. How are we going to do this? Because to your point, you've worked your whole life. You've had this steady paycheck. Now, how do we cause our portfolios to give us a steady paycheck for the length of time that we may be? around. And it just so happens in his family, everybody lives a long time. And that's a wonderful thing. But that can be terrifying when you're in this part of the planning stage. Am I going to have enough money? And so I really look forward to hearing more about our blue collar millionaire, maybe in the next podcast or so, how it's going with him, because this is the American dream. Hard work pays off. Absolutely. I know there's tons of people out there who maybe they're in certain roles and they love them, but they may not ever make six figures. And what this guy and his bride have demonstrated is that doesn't necessarily matter in terms of being able to build a portfolio that really can last a lifetime. Interact with the podcast and explore thriving more in your retirement at secondhalfcapital.com. Investment advisory services through Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Second Half Capital and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding their applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate 
fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investment and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors.